Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Poolside with Pokestarter, uh, where we come together to share knowledge and experience from the top Web3 projects in the space with the community in an informal and conversational way. Today, we have with us Matthew Larby, founder and CEO uh, at Realm, and we'll be discussing the future of gameplay, the metaverse, impact, and a lot of exciting topics, uh, I would say, for anyone that's interested in metaverse and gaming. All right, I want to just start by maybe letting you introduce yourself a bit. So I'm Matt, um, CEO and co-founder of Realm. Um, we actually launched through PokerStarter back in September 21. We are a mobile metaverse, so we're pretty much the only metaverse designed for mobile phones first. I want to start there then before we dive deeper. Why did you go mobile first? It kind of feels weird that you would sort of ask people to either have a gaming PC, a console, or, um, or, or VR glasses. Um, there's really just not much hardware in, in, out in the world when it comes to VR. It's obviously really fun, but it's, um, it's, it's a small market. And, and everyone spends all their time on mobile phones. And if this, we're going to make a virtual layer, a metaverse layer, why not be able to access it from anywhere at any time? 100% agree with that. I mean, I, I want to also kind of help everyone listening to understand what can you do at the moment in Realm on mobile, where we stand today in, what is it, August uh, 22? What can I do right now if I, you know, hop in to Realm? Yeah, sure. It's a good question. So we launched the actual beta product on June 21st at NFT NYC. Currently, what we have is essentially a, a, a central city called the Metropolis with a bunch of portals that fire out to different realms, virtual spaces that people have been creating. So there's things like quests, so you can build storylines, discovering, scavenging for certain types of objects. We've got racing, so like, um, you know, matchmaking, racing against like multiple other people we're delivering hoverboard racing pretty shortly and a bunch of jetpacks that people are using in certain spaces so there's a fair amount of things going and yeah also from the creator side anyone can just download our builder tools and you don't need to know how to code or 3d model or anything and you could create a virtual space just dragging and dropping stuff and clicking publish and then people will come and visit it so there's some pretty cool small games like platforming games and things that some of the communities made you know and they've been making those really quickly as well sort of less than a week uh, tons of fun then uh in that case i definitely need to get my hands on those uh jetpacks but i guess maybe let's divert the conversation a bit into what you started off with why you built it for mobile which is kind of your idea of the metaverse and the future of metaverse you know i don't want to call it metaverse related projects but essentially the metaverse as we begin to know it uh moving forward right so everyone has this idea that it's got to be a game it's got to be this thing that you kind of ready player one style login etc cetera, etc cetera. but what's your take on that and kind of what the metaverse means or is going to mean i don't know i think the first part of the question was like why would you choose mobile and, and one of the key decisions there also was augmented reality so we felt that you know when you have nfts and stuff Everybody who was buying NFTs was really an early adopter of a technology. For that to really go to the mainstream, what may, may be necessary is that it feels more tangible. So augmented reality enabled you to do things like pop your NFT on a wall or open a portal and walk into a virtual space that you've just bought, you know, or see your avatar run around your living room. And we felt that things like that, you know, as, as core technologies would be the biggest way to sort of get most people onboarded into this new game economy kind of thing that we call the metaverse. Perfect, perfect. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and then here's my favorite part, I think, about Realm, which I want you to kind of dive a bit deeper into, which is the impact side of Realm. I don't want to spoil it or give too much away by kind of going through the, some of the stuff on your website, but can you talk to us a bit more about your mission and, and why you're kind of doing this and, and your vision with this impact approach that you have? Sure. 
So at the core of it, basically, we take virtual actions that occur inside the, the metaverse. Um, we say mimic that action in real life. So we introduce plastic pollution into Realm. You'll find it across tons of different realms all around. And we basically, when you pick up that plastic pollution, you go and drop it off at a, a plastic bank location. Um, and then what we do on the flip side is when basically that happens, we're going to send some funds to plastic bank. It's slightly more complicated than I explained initially because really what's happening is those plastics are going to get consumed when, say, you mint like a hoverboard or an item like this inside the marketplace. And at that point where there's a monetary flow, we then extract that money and send it out to the impact partner. And we do a similar thing. So we build direct economies around essentially circular economies. And the funny thing is we're not innovating really in any way. We're actually just taking really good ideas that happen in the real world. So, you know, another one is kind of around trees. Basically, we plant trees. Uh, trees create fruit. Avatars and pets that you have require um, food, energy. So we build this economy around it. And then once we've you know planted a bunch of trees... Um, in the virtual world, we send those funds to Eden Reforestation and plant them in the real world. And yeah, actually, we've been getting an incredible response to that kind of positioning and messaging. We think that if you make it sort of friction-free, everyone kind of is a little bit anxious about these problems, but they also don't, you know, want to have to do too much to it. So it's like if you're playing and you can kind of fix some, um, fix the world, it might be a good um, a good combination. Yeah, I think that definitely adds context to it. So in terms of, I mean, again, I'm, I'm on your website, so I'm taking a look at this visually. Uh, a lot of people might not be able to kind of visualize it. But uh, in terms of your impact partners and kind of the activities that I can do in Realm, in the metaverse, to then contribute in the real world, could you maybe give us a snippet into that? Yeah, sure. So the first, the first impact partner that we work with now is Plastic Bank. And like I say, we introduced Plastic into Realms. So it's not just like, it might be like gamified. So for instance, we're working on a racing, a boat racing game where you will hit plastic fishing nets. You pick up the plastic fishing net, obviously you slow down, so you need to pick it up in order to pick up speed. And then when you do that, you obviously drop it off at one of these plastic bank locations, then it gets consumed in the marketplace. Um, and then, yeah, we work with Eden Reforestation to plant these trees. That's obviously kind of, it's fairly simple. And then the idea is that we're looking for more, what we say, like a quite low cost, but high impact causes where we can maybe like frequently sort of, you know, disperse something in the metaverse or remind you that you're making this positive impact. All right. Yep. Thanks for sharing that as well. And then obviously you've got the Eden Reforestation projects and I think Broccoli. Um, I think it's pretty cool to understand what you can do and how that affects uh, the real world. So thanks, thanks for sharing that as well. All right, so next off, I wanted to then ask in terms of the gameplay and interaction side of things, um, and when it comes to kind of the socialization aspect uh, of the metaverse, what have you seen so far from you know people that have used uh, Realm or from the feedback that you're getting uh, in terms of what people are looking for? What are they craving? You know, is it do, do people want to be the same kind of personality but in the metaverse are people you know trying to be completely different uh, alternative versions of themselves are people trying to be i heard on uh, our last episode with the central land that some people just want to be i think i can't remember what it was a cockroach there you go yeah so some people just want to hop in the metaverse and be a cockroach like the tiniest thing that you could be in the metaverse uh, so what are you seeing in in realms kind of community and what you've seen so far yeah definitely i think um you know you look at that new game stray for instance where you play as a cat people are actually really you know quite open to having these what they feel are like authentic experiences from a different perspective you know, where social media tried to make you attach your name to this persona that you create, 
the metaverse and these super creative avatars and all sorts of ranges of different creatures and people and down to cockroaches or whatever you want it to be you know an alien or a duck it doesn't really matter yeah i, I imagine that we'll, we'll just see a massive um amplification of that you know it kind of comes down to it as well like you know the primary audience being sort of gen z and millennial particularly gen z they're already the most completely unique in individuals both genetically and culturally and things like this so i think they really require that like level of expression and, you know a lot of us have actually just being our our boring own selves for the last two decades on social media so they want something more yeah and then the evolution of the gameplay i think uh at least in sort of you know web3 metaverses we've gone through this stage of building static worlds which is kind of interesting and, and naturally what's then occurred is that there's sort of two use cases sort of exhibiting of sort of objects are socializing of the individuals between, you know using audio and chat and then i suppose events which is just a combination of sort of you know sound and, and, and social aspect of people um but i i think that the real dream is actually where you get sort of co-creation uh, effective co-creation between sort of people of all different skill levels all creating this sort of story of these connected worlds together and you know sometimes people are going to go really deep into them and there'll be incredible gameplay because there'll be a huge community of engineers or you know a proper company building that area you know and i think that's what i'm most excited about especially if you think about maybe the collection of items and in-game sort of time that you put into these things well we haven't necessarily figured out ways that the sword that i collect in one land in sandbox is going to be able to be used in another land in sandbox or even another metaverse and i think you know for us to really truly establish the value we have to within all of these metaverses have one unified gameplay system that that kind of allows you to sort of battle with lasers and guns and all sorts of different things like this and then then they'll just become really they'll blossom properly Thanks for that. Tons of really good insight into how things are going to be looking uh, moving forward with the metaverse. So, I want to ask maybe kind of a twist uh, in the narrative that we've been having as a social impact driven metaverse in this case. What has been, you know, I don't want to say the biggest challenge, but what have been some of your biggest challenges so far? Well, I think dealing with mobile is a little bit difficult as a whole because you see a lot of metaverses coming out and obviously they're built for PC and it's no problem for them. They've got tons of RAM, nice graphics cards and things like that. But obviously, you know, building something which works on a wide range of mobile phones is super difficult. Uh, and, you know, it, the other problem about that is that people don't necessarily understand why you might have to render things in a lower quality. But, yeah, like, we don't really find it majorly difficult, to be honest. Like, we have a vision. We, we've got a pretty unique product. We're half a social network. It feels like Instagram. There's a news feed and stuff. Yeah, and then the second half of that is basically you hop into these 3D worlds. We're, we're pretty confident with the the kind of economical plans that we have, which will sort of decentralize the token ownership through basically when you create stuff and players go and run inside there, players get rewarded and the creator gets rewarded. I know I feel like we're quite confident in that respect. And also we took a slightly different approach. So we we did sell some land. We've sold we have 10,000 parcels of land in a central city. but anyone can come along and start creating a realm for free uh, and actually what we found is that we've had like i don't know it was like 300 people downloaded in the first 7 days the builder tools of that over 10% of published within the 7 days so yeah we're seeing people building realms super fast and we think that, that that kind of like you know validates our thesis that when you bring down the barriers to entry 
you know, and the difficulty like coding and 3D modeling experience, then the thing just grows really fast. I think that's the aim. Yeah, I think that should be the aim of uh, every kind of project or every company that's trying to do this or trying to do what you're trying to do essentially with the metaverse. I think with that being said, then I want to ask you maybe a bit of an alpha almost uh, in terms of what you're looking forward to uh, with Realm. I know you guys obviously put up the builder tool not too long ago, um, but what can we look forward to with Realm and what you guys are up to over the next couple uh, of months um, or even years looking ahead? We've been working a lot on this sort of 10,000 gen a random series of hoverboards which we're super excited about like they look so dope and yeah there's a there's a kind of tron type game to that which will be it's like a, a pretty like fun experience uh, so we're super hyped about that but then on the broader sense um we we already have web in place so we've been building a web version to uh, so people don't need to download a mobile app we have a mac and a, a pc build which will come out sort of late q3 and then, yeah, we'll look to push to VR in November. Um, so, yeah, our aim is really just to get to full portfolio, uh, well, full hardware spec at the end of the year. And then also to enable people to embed the metaverse directly into their mobile apps or directly into, into their website. Uh, so we, we want to have gateways to the, to the metaverse everywhere, you know, as many doorways in as possible. In terms of excitement, some of the technical challenges like this excite us because they're actually really difficult to achieve, to like have all these different people on different devices be able to sort of actually collaborate effectively together. Yeah, and, and, and really just pushing the builder tools. You know, you get to a point where you've been building stuff yourself and we have quite a large team of about 60 people. Uh, but actually the last devlog we did, we do devlogs every Friday saying what we've been building. There was all about the people, what, what people in the community had actually built. And it, it's more of a relief, actually, to be able to just equip them with the tools to do more interesting things themselves, rather than us always saying, hey, we need to you know, be the ones to come up with cool concepts and things. In terms of maybe not so much looking at Realm now, but looking at the entire space, uh, whether it's you know Metaverse, Web3 Gaming, or you know even just social and how we interact with social moving forward, what are some... I don't want to say trends, but what are some things that you're kind of bullish on or strongly believe will essentially unfold over the next couple of years? On social, I would say it's using tokenization to obviously record if someone likes, comments, shares your, your, your content and for that individual to be rewarded, basically social tokens as a whole. I think that kind of mechanism is super like valuable. Again, with social in the metaverse, like we're we're really hyped about basically decentralizing advertising. So we bring the money in from the advertiser and you split it out to the person that gave you the data or the creator that created the space. I mean, you just do it three ways. Really bullish on that. I think there's like, it's the most sustainable play to earn that we, you know, anyone could do is to try and hijack the advertising model away from someone like Meta. In gameplay, really excited to see some really interesting games come out. What I think will be a super awesome step is if, but there was an organization that was really able to do interoperability of these assets. It's like a very difficult problem. You know, stretching and deforming 3D meshes and then the different requirements of the platforms. You know, if you find a project that's doing that effectively, like, you know, back it, like I would. Because the thing is, we have a competitor, which is Meta, that owns vertically integrated through the hardware stack, the social network and every, you know, everything about it. So what we need to know is, you know, that on the Web3 side that we're actually able to offer the things that we say, which is like, you know, full asset interoperability. 
and uh, and I believe that that, including with you know tokenization and value distribution, would um, will create a really really difficult competitor for someone even like Meta. So yeah, those kind of things are what I'm more of the technical side really um, and growth. Like how do we grow this really really fast? Matt, I, I usually like letting the guest kind of wrap things up and, uh, and and say goodbye to everyone before we wrap things off. So I want to give you kind of the floor to maybe share whatever it is that you want to share, uh, wrap things up in the way that you would you know like to and kind of you know give us a few final thoughts uh, after today's uh, episode. Sure. Um, well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, hopefully the, the, the responses were fairly uh, in-depth. But um, yeah, if not, there's obviously key places that you can find out more about realm or the way that we're actually thinking is enter underscore realm and you know telegram in most places like that uh twitter uh, discord etc you know the interesting thing that we found is that especially if we bring it back to the you know thinking about impact is that the message of impact works so well when you're actually talking to you know the kind of the gen c and the millennial people like these are real problems that they also that give them anxiousness, but at the same time, by building it into a product which gamifies this thing, um, they seem to resonate with it like four times more effectively than any other messaging that we've seen. Where um, it really it's, it's an important factor, um, and it's also by making it a game, it becomes like lighthearted and something that we can actually tackle together. Yeah. So overall, I think that the metaverse will become quite a unifying tool or channel that people can use to sort of uh, improve society feel free to sort of pop over to our telegram group or follow us here on twitter yeah and if you've got any questions just fire them at us we'll come back to you thanks for that matt and for everyone listening in again once more thank you for joining today's poolside with bookstarter episode if you joined late or if you missed anything or if you want to kind of listen to this one more time and find out everything that uh, matt and the rest of the team are up to with realm make sure that you tune in on spotify apple Podcasts, or google Podcasts, and listen in Uh, Once again, obviously, we appreciate your listens, we appreciate the follows, and always, always, we appreciate the feedback and the comments. Uh, With that being said, thanks, Matt. It's been a pleasure. I think, you know, I'm I'm keen to jump in. The fact that it's mobile first means that we can get a lot of uh, our community members in PGD also to hop in. So you'll definitely see uh, some of us kind of building stuff and uh, trying things out very soon. Yeah, it's on Apple and Android. um, And the builder tools, uh, I think you can link to them off our website, realm.r forward slash create. Give it a go.